It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I am your host, Marcus Mosier, and joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Uh, very little, way less than what you're doing. You've you've gone off the grid even more than normal, and uh, and 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 traveled somewhere for for celebration. I'm I'm just stuck in my apartment per usual and and, and staring at the outside longingly. You know, how how, how are you doing? <laughs> what's what's your situation? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm I'm hidden up in the the mountains somewhere for a week. I always try to get away. Uh, for a week before the NFL season starts, because once once we get into training camp, uh, we're busy basically from you know end of July all the way through January, and then we start the the you know the the off season process. So I always try to take a little time to relax, um, and we're accomplishing that so far. But we wanted to make sure that we get a, got a podcast up today, uh, talking about some of the breaking news in the NFL that uh, it does look like we're inching closer and closer to training camps beginning in the NFL uh, right before we jumped on the show. Um, the NFLs and the players agreed to daily COVID-19 testing for the first two weeks of camp. Uh, the NFL also offered to cut the preseason down from two games to one game. Uh, the NFL Players Association is still looking for no preseason games. Um, but Lena, let's go ahead and start with, you know, start with that. Uh, what are your takeaways from these negotiations that happened basically Sunday through Monday? Well, I mean, th- there's so much to cover here because there's, you know, it's comprehensive. I mean, it goes every from everything to, you know, how, how full the buses can be to how often they're testing and, and, and the timing of testing and uh, the percentage of fail of, of, of positive tests that come back and, and what and how what that that triggers and so it's it's uh, my the bottom line here is that it's it's very comprehensive it's very um it's very you know full of information there's lots of different angles to look at i mean i i think it's you know it, it i it's a good it's a good general idea i i'm hoping that they that the nflpa you know properly represented themselves and in, in making sure to protect their players you know I mean, I guess I I should start with this though. Is that I think that you know the idea, and and I kind of mentioned this on Twitter a little bit too. I, I think the idea that there is a you know like a a a, a good a good like actual perfect solution or yeah, that like there's a, right a solution, solution. Yep. yeah, that, like the silver bullet. I I mean I think that that just doesn't exist, and and, and I and I think that. You know, there was a lot of people talking about how the NFL had months to prepare on this, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad certainly we're not talk about this. Yep. Yeah, I, I just think that you know, looking at this, it feels like 
you know, this is a very, very complicated thing. And beyond the fact that, I mean, just looking at what they've released today, this is an incredibly complicated thing. Beyond the fact just of how to schedule and do all, how to actually facilitate all of this. But then on top of that, to, to negotiate with the players to make sure that they feel safe and comfortable with all this and, and, and having to account for, you know, not just, uh, uh, you know, the health and safety of but making sure that everyone's actually comfortable doing all of this, you know, and, 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 and creating a situation where I'm assuming that the league is wanting the players to show up and not having a whole, you know, a, a percentage of the, of the NFL kind of decide to sit this league out or sit this year out without, you know, consequence. I, I think that's the kind of delicate balance that they had to, 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 to reach was they had to be able to, figure this all out in a way that was, was going to work and could be actually be done because that's you know a huge part of it, but also addressing all the needs of the players in, in such a way that it makes them want to, uh, you know, actually be a part of this and actually take part in what's going on. Yeah. There's a, a lot to talk about with what the NFL and the players association agreed to on Monday. Um, and we're going to get to all that in a second, but I wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake, for, brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to, you, <clears throat> to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So, we, so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. <clears throat> if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, Landon, let's talk about the, the, basically the agreement the NFL and the Players Association came up to today. Um, again, there's going to be daily testing to start camp. Um, and then once we get into at least two weeks of camp, uh, if the league-wide positive test rate drops below 5%, they would scale back to testing every, uh, to every other day. Uh, if it drops beyond, you know, below that, maybe they would go every third day. Um, but if the positive tests rise above 5%, <clears throat> that will continue to do daily testing until that number drops. Um, what other things stood out to you with this agreement? I mean, uh, the preseason one is kind of the big one to me. Um, you know, there was a lot of players in the Players Association, uh, you know, a lot of the star players that were advocating for no preseason games. Um, but there was a decent-sized majority that wanted to have preseason games because the end of the roster guys have to show their ability on the field. They want to prove to the coaching staffs that they can play. Uh, what are your thoughts on, the, you know, going just down to one preseason game? Well, I mean, 
it's if it's not enough that we have to deal with all the uh, the considerations for COVID. I mean, I think that there's also if if we're going to be playing doing this, um, you know, we have to consider, you know, what actual football is going to be like. And I think if that's the case, you know, having one preseason game is is something that is probably preferred by a large percentage of the NFL because a large percentage of the NFL doesn't have a guarantee for their job, you know, and doesn't right. have a, a guarantee that they make a roster. So they they feel like, a, 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 you know, a percentage of them, a large percentage of them, feel like they need that time to compete. And I also feel like there could also be a, a contingency of NFL players that, you know, have gotten their arms around the risk involved in COVID, but are now moving on to the concerns of, you know, well, I got to get ready for a football season, you know, and, and there's, yeah. da- and there's, yep. there's dangers in me not being ready for the football season if I don't get some field work and, and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I think that that's when that starts coming into play is, is, uh, well, okay, we, now that we're actually talking about doing this, you know, what, what, what do we actually need to get this done? And, and I think that that's kind of goes back to what I, I, I wanted to get into with, with this is that, you know, I, I think, if the goal is to completely prevent the spread of COVID, like there is, yeah, it's never going to happen. There there is, there is no solution that that the NFL could come up with where uh, it's 100% safe. So the truth of the matter is, is that the bar is constantly moving because, you know, our understanding of this disease is constantly moving. So I, I think that they're trying to come up with the, best situation they can that will facilitate 16 games uh, while also trying to protect, um, you know, the players. And I think that that's an incredibly difficult line, you know, it's because everyone, everyone is going to have a different opinion on what is safe enough and what is, you know, what's a, what's an appropriate amount of risk, because that's the thing, everyone involved, the players, the, the, the owners, the coaches, everyone involved understands that zero risk is like off the table. Zero risk means no NFL this season, right? So right. what's the appropriate amount of risk that the players are willing to risk themselves, the, the, the coaches are willing to risk themselves in order to uh, facilitate this? And I think, you know, finding ways to limit, the, limit that as much as they can. And I find some of this very interesting, like, you know, the, the tracing protocols using, you know, Apple watches and things, you know, similar to, to that to kind of make sure that they're you know, staying isolated, that they're, bu- that they're keeping inside their kind of, you know, semi bubbles. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's going to be a whole bunch of stories uh, uh, coming, coming through the, the newswire about the deal that they were able to kind of procure with this lab that allows them for 24 hour turnaround testing I wouldn't be surprised if there's some PR blowback there because a 24-hour turnaround on testing is 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 pretty quick, and I don't think even you know the, the fact that they are able to they said they were able to do that without impacting you know state, local, and and, and national testing is is interesting. So right. I wonder how how that's going to pan out. Uh, and I just think you know the idea that they had to kind of tear out uh, these these staffs you know based on like their level of of, of potential exposure and and and, and that's going to kind of how to dictate how the the buildings uh are you know occupied during the, all of this and and, and how the, the kind of ebb and flow of bodies in and out of buildings and, and onto the field and that sort of thing it's just you know i think from here on out the question then becomes 
you know, how, what are the procedures actually on the field during practice that are going to help prevent inter-squad, you know, transmission? Um, and, 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 you know, how is that actually, and I, it's crazy that we're, that we're, that we're discussing this, but I mean, this is where we are. How does, yeah. how does that yeah. affect the football side of things? You know, I mean, we're, 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 I mean, ultimately we're doing this. It's like, it's like, okay, we're all crazy enough to do this. So I guess we should talk about, you know, the football side of things because that is a consideration. It's just funny to think about planning all this football stuff, planning all these training camps and, and, and planning all, all these precautions and, and, and people coming in and scheduling things and football just being very secondary uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, a whole bunch of other things going on right now. Yeah, we can take this in a lot of different directions and we will. But um, the, the thing that I keep trying to tell people is we're still, I think, is it 80 days away from the first meaningful regular season game? So we, there's, there's time for, for us to learn more about the virus and have technology um, continue to develop. I think it was Oakley that put out uh, the new face shields to help you know, players from breathing on each other during the games. I mean, I know that seems like it's such a little thing, but um, you know, every little, every little bit helps keeping these players safe. Um, I, I do want to ask you this question. Uh, the NBA and Major League Baseball are set to begin, I believe, in the next week or so. I know actually baseball started a couple uh, games so far. Do you think the success or maybe the lack of success from baseball in the NBA could factor into the NFL season? Because don't you feel like if the NBA struggles with COVID tests and players are still getting positive tests in the bubble and the, the game quality drops that that could negatively if, you know impact the NFL as well? Well, I'm not sure if you saw, and I, I honestly don't know this, if you saw the report that just came out, like I think an hour or two ago, but the NBA just had their first round of testing from the bubble and they had zero, yeah. zero positives. So it's fantastic. I, 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 yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think it is. It's fantastic. I would be very wary in like, you know, uh, you know, patting everyone else off on the back and, and, and being, you know, congratulating themselves that it's done because this is not done. And it's, it's no. just the first round of testing. And I, and I think that, you know, the real struggle is, and, and I, you know, with the NFL, it's even exponentially worse. The real struggle is with convincing, you know, however many NBA players there are. I think it's, some, I think they said something like, Four or like five hundred is that something? Yeah, 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 maybe even more than that. Yep. Yeah, keeping track of you know, let's say five hundred players, and 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 making sure that not not even one out of five hundred violates you know the bubble, violates the 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 you know quarantine. And now imagine what the NFL has to deal with, right? Like where oh, teams yeah. team rosters change constantly, and players are on and off of teams much more regularly than they are. Uh, in the NBA, and on top of that, there are literally ten times as many players. So, yeah. you know, I, I think with the NBA, we we should and we can uh, congratulate their successes. I think that they clearly had a, a a solid as solid plan as you can for this. But I also think that keeping the you know. Everyone should keep a realistic head on what the standard here is, because the standard, yeah. frankly, isn't zero positives. Because they're they're, I mean, it's going to happen. It's just yeah. it's just the way the nature of the disease and and the way society is right now. 
it's it's too rampant, uh, you know, everywhere else for it to not somehow make its way into these bubbles. And for the NFL, I think it's it's like I said, even more difficult because of uh, the nature of the sport, the number of players, the number of people coming in and out of these teams. Uh, it's it's going to be a very very difficult time. I, I can't imagine that there's going to be very much positive vibes on the way any league is going to handle this because ultimately every league is going to have some positive tests at some point. Uh, I want to get your opinion on how the NFL Players Association is you know, basically proposing to deal with um, all the roster changes because we know that's going to be a thing in the NFL. We know that there's going to be you know, guys that get COVID and they should be ready to go in a month. Uh, I do want to talk about that in just a second, uh, but let's take a quick break. We will come right back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Landon, so the NFL Players Association has proposed extending the injured reserve list. Typically, players have to miss uh, at least eight games before they can come back onto the field. In this new uh, injured reserve year for the 2020 season. Players would only have to miss three games, and there's an unlimited amount of spots. Uh, again, normally two can come off the injured reserve list. Do you like that as a potential solution to dealing, you know, for teams that are going to be dealing with a bunch of positive COVID tests? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I don't really know, like, you know, how much choice they had and in, in kind of mechanisms for, 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 you know, facilitating this, but they had to find a way to, you know, I, I think what was not tenable was not paying players, you know, their normal amount while they are, you know, not playing and, and yeah. they get COVID. And so I think the, the, the way to facilitate that the best would be to IR them. So their contract status doesn't really change. They just, kind of change to a, an alternate, you know, list essentially. So they're also not counting against your, uh, the rest of your, of your, of your count of your, your game day roster of your, of your 53 man roster. Um, and then, you know, just kind of have to you know deal with all these people moving them on and off. I, I think what's really going to be, um, interesting is, you know, kind of the timeline of, of cutoff for that. Like what's the day that they, have to you know it's i imagine it to be like a concussion test right where yeah you've got you've got got them failing a test and then okay well when is the last you know when do they have to get uh, get the all clear by oh if we got somebody who was recovering from it uh they're feeling better you know what's the what's the you know is there an antibody, you know, drop like a uh, testing rate? Like what's, you know, that's the thing is it's, it's a I, fair I, question. Yeah. I mean, how do how do they test when a, uh, a positive uh, player is safe to come back? And what's right. the de- deadline for that? I think all those are things that, you know, I mean, again, those are two of probably 200,000 different individual questions that had to be answered by not just players, owners, management but by lawyers by health officials 
by league officials, by you know the the probably the the health officials of the people of the of the, of the areas where the teams are playing. You know, this there's just a lot of different opinions uh, that that had to kind of be parsed in this whole process, and again with with very much a moving target. So. Uh, I, I don't envy the NFL mostly because I feel like they have put themselves in a situation where this, you know, they put themselves in their own situation. They want these 16 games. They want their, you know, whatever it is, 20, you know, $2 trillion in budget and in, in profits yeah. or whatever. Why it is. would they? Yeah. But yeah. So I, I don't necessarily envy them, uh, you know, because of what they put themselves into, but at the same time, they, this is the bed they've made. They decided that they they wanted to play football no matter what. They're gonna get hit a lot on how they handled this because there because there is no right way to handle it. The right way to handle it would be to not play the games. I'm I'm not one to advocate for no games because I want football as much as anybody else. But I also understand that if that it's unfair for me to want football to come back and also to hold the hold the NFL to a standard. That is impossible to meet because uh, of you know the the standard that I'm putting them to, where they need to provide football for me this year. I will say I, I feel a lot more optimistic about the NFL returning in the fall uh, today than I did even two days ago. I, I know over the weekend I was starting to get really nervous about how are gonna, how are they going to do all these testing? You know how are they going to try to keep players safe? Uh, it didn't seem like the NFL, the Players Association, had even had any talks. Uh, about coming together and trying to figure out a, again, not a solution, but just something to help them out. Um, I, I would say over the last, you know, 40 hours, um, it does seem like we're making progress. So uh, a little bit of optimism, at least for me on a Monday. Do you, do you feel the same level of optimi- optimism, Landon? Yeah, I mean, certainly in the sense that at least that they were able to come to the terms of, you know, like I said, there's no right way to do this. So really, it's just about coming to terms that everyone's comfortable with, right? Correct. And everyone's yep. okay with 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 coming to the table and trying to do this with the the idea that hey, this is not going to be perfect, and people may catch this, but we're willing to risk that at this cost, you know. And and at least they can all agree on the cost and and the and the the, the safety measurements, and, and that's something. So we'll see how things go from here, uh, you know, it could spiral out of control. What happens then? I don't know. You know, like it, it could be, it could go perfectly and maybe we're all totally wrong. And there's, you know, very few uh, uh, positive tests, or maybe none. I, I just don't think that that's likely. And I don't think that that should yeah. be the standard we're holding it to, because I think no one has any idea where we go from here. It's just, it's kind of, they have, everyone's getting these things in place and then we're all sailing on this adventure together to see exactly how it all plays out. Yep, well said. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and download the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 